welcome to Heartland Matthias to Blue Collar Blacklisted. Great to talk to both of you guys. I mean, I don't know if you saw my email just because it was so recent, but I had a chance to listen to you guys a little bit uh, this week, and what I, I really love the show, man. It was a super cool show. Thank you. It's uh, we're, we're I'm still uh, we're still trying to we're going through changes and stuff like that, and so I don't know. I get I get a complex about it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I don't have the level of confidence I think that it necessarily takes. Sometimes, but man, we're, we're growing. It's uh, it, it's man, been I fun. Think you got exactly what people are wanting to uh, listen to. Honestly, I think you're you're right on to something good. Thank I you. I mean that. Thank you. You know, I agree to chat with you guys before I knew much about it, yeah. uh, to be honest. But I wanted to uh, take a listen, and you know, you can imagine coming from my perspective, it's like you you, you never know what really it's going to be. Uh, so yeah, I, I was wildly impressed. Like that, awesome. that's exactly what I'm looking for. What what you guys are doing? Yeah, and. You know, and, and you're, it sounds like you, someone around there has some some skill and talent. Like the whole thing is professionally done and everything. Yeah, that's uh, that's Big Buford. <laughs> he <laughs> he, uh, he edits it, man. He and, uh, he spared no expense on the equipment, and and so sometimes, and like I said, man, I'm I'm not like a social media guy. So the Truth Social is brand new, like social media to me. I'm I'm in my early forties, and uh, I never did Facebook or anything, uh, which. To preface it, man, I, I'm I'm conservative through and through, and like that uh, post you had made last night, uh, and then and one today about Rush Limbaugh, you know, I, as they refer to it as a Rush baby, that's me. And man, when knowing that Facebook was a leftist organization, man, I've I've been really steadfast in my life about staying away from any, you know, within reason, and uh, so that's kept me away from social media. And I, I knew when True Social when they start talking about it, that that could be good for our podcast, man, I, I really enjoy it a lot, man. And then kind of, you know, I've been following your um, true social. And so how you, the guy that you, that is doing your artwork that you hooked up with, like, and then we, we get together off of it. I just think it's a really, really neat apparatus for people like us. Oh man, Unbelievable. And that, that's what blows me away. I mean, I'm, I'm 39 years old and I've, you know, I've, done deals of every kind from finding someone from Craigslist to come pick up trash for me. The huge deals of all kinds from meeting people in all different channels. And, you know, the, the, the quality has been amazing to me so far. I, I obviously you've seen the photos. They're unbelievable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I just can't believe how lucky I got with this guy. I, I really am just kind of in shock with it. He, he's such a great guy too. He's, he, he has some opinions that I don't share, but, uh, you know, we're, we're both grown-ass men, so yeah. that doesn't keep us from working together. Yeah, excellent. And that's, that's I think, one of the misconceptions is that conservative-leaning people can't be artistic. <laughs> I don't I don't like to talk about it or brag about it, but I'm fairly artistic in some, in some oh, aspects. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, especially like the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had made, like my dad years ago, again, growing up the way I did, he had a uh, toilet seat. To, it used it for like a continental kit on the back of our LTD and it had Bill Clinton's picture in the middle. In fact, it's sitting right here in our studio. What are, <laughs> it says, uh, it says draft dodger, dope smoker, liar, and whoremonger on it for Bill Clinton. And so I made one and it's, it's actually, uh, our true social and, and I'm probably going to take it down. It didn't go over like I thought it would, but I made one with Joe Biden with like the prank, uh, dog poop from like the dollar general. And, uh, man, I, I did like, uh, 
I'm in the automotive industry, so I painted the background like a candy yellow to look like you're in there. So there, Biden's looking up at this fake turd, and of course, I've got our sticker on it, and then it says, let's go, Brandon. I thought that it would do really good, man. It, it kind of bombed as far as the attention went. So maybe my artistic really? skills aren't what I thought they were. <laughs> well, posted. Like, the, the true social is going through, you know, uh, some bumps right now, and I don't even think it's anything negative. This is what it's like. This is what the real world looks like. They're launching a business and still in beta. It's not completely developed. Um, but they, you know, right now it's not the greatest, the hottest time I've seen to post stuff. Yeah. I, I love it, man, because, but it's all I know. So I haven't been exposed to any uh, large amount of any type of social media. I not to be fair. I had my space back in the day, but man, I, I just like being in a space where, and where some people might consider that to be like an echo chamber. I like being around people. I just like being around people that are like-minded, I'm, you know, and, and we've never really had that before. Never. And so, man, I, I just enjoy it. And so when you have, obviously the people that come on there are talking about free speech, in jest, these leftists. So, like Trudeau got on there, right? And uh, I don't know, like, and obviously I'm all about free speech, but dude, you guys never, you never shared that ideology. So, scram, dude, beat it, man. But uh, it, it are is, you hypothetically, or did that happen? Oh no, he's on there. I did not know that. Oh yeah, he I mean, he made a little I mean, a video post. You got to check it out. I did not know that. I've been slamming him on Truth Social. I've got a, uh, a photo of him in blackface as one of my first photos. Yes. Yeah, a real governor, uh, real governor. So, so if you put in real governor, he'll he'll pop up. I can't remember, real governor 40, something like that. But yeah, it's him. So he did a video post just for Truth Social. And, and I know that it didn't go any way the, the way that he wanted. He was actually talking about the murder rate in red states. And, of course, it's— Hold on now. Uh, I'm confused. You're talking about Justin Trudeau. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Golly, Bill, dude. I'm, I'm terrible. It's been a long day. I'm mad— Newsom, Governor Newsom. Hey, but in my defense, they they kind of look the same. They're both (laughs) limp-wristed. Sorry, sorry. They're both totally installed, you know. Yes, yes. Newsom, I'm Newsom. Sorry, sorry, man. Like I get those two guys uh, confused so so much because they they look so similar, which I think that uh, uh, Trudeau is probably a little more effeminate than – Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, man, he's yeah. a pencil neck from for sure. I bet he Trudeau doesn't show up on Truth Social. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think that he will. But, man, that would be awesome if he did. Yeah. Brain fart. Yeah. Brain yeah. fart. Sue me. I actually had to do that disclaimer on our last show, and I've meant to do it, and, I, and I'm going to try to do it on every one. I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nah, I make nobody mistakes. Nobody is. No. But, so, uh, obviously, man, we're here to talk about your book, dude. It's uh, Let me tell you uh, one quick uh, just opinion here. And then I want to give you what I think is a pretty good clip um, based on listening to your podcast that I can tell you do timely stuff. So I've got, I've got a good comment on something that's happening right now. But first, I want to say if anyone gives you any kind of pushback or says that what you're saying is not okay or anything, like you've got to understand that that is the fuel of this whole movement, okay? Trump is, is the one that taught everyone how to do this. And if anyone didn't learn it, then they just missed out because, you know, there's no such thing as p- bad publicity. The liberals don't like us anyway, so they can't say anything bad about us that can hurt us. They're just going to make us famous. You and me, with my book and your podcast, like all they can do is help us. There's nothing they can do to hurt us. So don't ever be afraid. Now, with that said, <laughs> you know, I want you to say things that you believe are true and correct. Don't just go wild just to go wild. 
Sure. But but yeah, don't ever let anyone uh, try to hold you back. And if they do, then you let me know, and we're going to uh, use that to get as much publicity as publicity as we possibly can for you, yeah. because that's how this game works, man. We t- you use what they do against you against them. That's what we do here. That's sage advice. Uh, I got to say that's, yeah. that's I've never thought of it that way, and that is that is great advice. Yeah. Man, I'll give you a story that, and you guys can decide if it's, you know if you want to cut this from the show because it has nothing to do with politics. But this girl that I went to high school with, uh, and I will note that it helps that she's just beautiful, right? But she has these, like, before and after, like, uh, fat loss photos, okay? And for years, like six to eight years, they just, all these Chinese companies were ripping her off and and stealing her photos and selling these, like, uh, total BS gimmick detox pills using her photos okay and she's called the fbi and she's done everything she can do to try and stop it but they can't stop they just told her there's nothing we can do these are all in different countries we can't figure anything out so after she suffers through this for five or six years she basically just you know and i don't like you know i'm not we're not ever playing the victim here but but whatever she did she ended up like blowing up man with with, she turned it on her she like went on the news, and they did a story about how these people were taking advantage of her. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it went, and it blew up, and, and, you know, really it's Trump that does that strategy best. But I, I'm just saying, I know this girl that, that yeah. just did a great job with it. And, and yeah, I all, any time I see someone that's valuable in this movement, that's one of the first things I try to tell them is, and, and watch you'll see others do it. They've been pushing cash. Cash's book because Google censored it, right? Yes. And I'm all for it. Like, rightly so, let's do that. If Google's going to censor it, then that's our our call to, to yell it as loud as we can. No, but absolutely. With that, with that I'll, I'll kind of transition and talk about something that, that I think is timely that, that I do think that you guys can probably use. And, and that is, um, so I saw a story just this week where there's a congressman who's trying to get numbers on what's being spent for food for all the illegal aliens that cross the border. And that's because, like, you know, when they come across, they have to claim that they need asylum. So they're escaping some sort of danger is what they're claiming. And when you get this asylum, you automatically get food stamps. So there's one Republican congressman that wants, you know, to try to get an accounting of what is actually going on. So he's going after those numbers. And I don't want to hit that at all. That's super important that he's doing that. Oh, absolutely. Okay? But the point that I want to make is that, you know, I don't want people to, to miss the real problem with that, okay? Because let's say it's $30 million that he finds out that they've, they've spent for these asylum food stamps or whatnot, okay? That's a tremendous amount of money, first of all. I could change the direction of reality if I had $30 million, okay? But, but the point is, that I'm trying to make right now is that it's not entirely about the money. I mean, the government, as we know, can very easily and very seriously print more money. Okay, so it's not the 30 million. I don't know the number yet, but it's not the 30 million that I'm worried about. It's the fact that they're taking this funny money, they're taking this printed money and buying finite food with it. Mm-hmm. And so the result of that, to anyone that has a basic understanding about how economies and markets work, is very obviously going to send the price of food up, okay? We're printing money that we basically do have an unlimited supply on. I mean, someday it will come due, but, uh, you know, as that number gets higher and we get older, are we going to see the end of it? I don't know. 
Um, but the point is, is that the price of food will go up if you do that. If you print money to buy food for people that aren't in this country, that you know, that don't aren't supposed to be in this country, then the result of that is very obviously going to be the price of food is going to go up. No, absolutely, and, and the premium that they're putting on illegal immigration to this administration, it it it, it, it boggles my mind. <laughs> like, I, and which, which one of the things too, though, looking at that uh, that house race with the uh, the what was it uh, in South Texas? You're are you in Texas? I'm in Houston right now. Houston, okay. Uh, that that seat that they said hadn't been Republican in what a hundred years. Yeah, like they're banking that when they have these Hispanics in here, that they'll automatically vote Democrat, and that's not necessarily going to be the case. No, I know. I, mean, I know a lot uh, of Hispanics that are conservative. Racist that is. I mean, that is textbook. That's what racism is. Yes. If you that that people that look a certain color all think the same way, that is racism. Yeah. Oh, that's always been the Democrat method of operation. That's how they kind of view everything through that lens is how how a certain – and, again, that's – I think that's why they're so great at compartmentalizing us, uh, segmenting everybody, and as they say, and it's true, united we stand, divided we fall. So they have these divisional lines, and, again, they put people into these compartments and boxes, and they're, they're, they're good at fooling a lot of people, but the, the level of their efficiency is, is diminished greatly with – the advent of stuff again, like True Social, when when people can share factual, provable news amongst themselves, and the media doesn't have the influence that they had, that that begins to fall apart. That and apparatus is changing. Going with it, when thinking about what you were saying there, that's exactly where I was going to take it. The same place you did is that it's a bit it's a bittersweet situation that we're in because you know it's grossly unfair and it causes a tremendous amount of pain, and in some cases, their policies do result in death. Right. Okay. That that happens. It's a terrible thing, but it creates an opportunity like I could never imagine in in a in a less BS world. It's unbelievable the opportunity because everyone is looking for everything that's not woke. Everything. I'm telling you, my I strongly believe that there is a large number of people that are looking for podcasts just like this. I listen to it, and it's it's right on the money with what I think people are looking for. And, and my book is obviously, I wrote the book because I think it's exactly what people are looking for. And I think that the, it's, I mean, it, it's sad because it's not all good, but it is the greatest opportunity that I've ever seen. I just, it's like, I don't know. It's unbelievable. People like you haven't had the opportunity because Facebook, like you weren't there because they're so leftist, but if you were there, they would have screwed you anyway. I mean, I'm on Facebook. They they block me. They shadow ban me. Just last week, they hit me up with another shadow ban, and they said it's because I have a photo from 2019 that may show graphic violence. That photo is a is a 9/11 post. Uh, you know, like commending the the fallen of 9/11. It's headlined in tribute to the fallen. It's a poem that I wrote, but the picture is. People falling, you know, on 9-11 out of the building. And they shadow banned me in 2022 because I posted that in 2019. It, it's wild. And my, my, my first big hit that they got me for was uh, I posted about this one. It was a, the Alec Baldwin thing. Like, I posted um, 
a picture that is just a compilation of three Alec Baldwin tweets. Okay. So the, the point I was making on truth is Alec Baldwin posted all three of these tweets on independent days and then shot and killed someone and got in no trouble. All I did is post those three tweets and I was shadow banned by Facebook for that. Yeah. That, it, it's, it's insane. It's nauseating that, that they would suppress something from nine 11. I, I think we actually talked about nine 11 last week, man. That that's just one of the things that, um, I still have a hard time watching anything about it. Um, it's just that's such an such an awful awful day. Which it, um, there was actually a post on a, a guy commented on the post the first post you made last night about being on our show, and that he said something about you know when are we going to be done chatting? Well, listen, Rambo, uh, when you want to lead the charge, maybe maybe we'll follow you. <laughs> but um, so, but. That stuff gets a little bit frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, you know, these are my people, man. I, I it, Whenever they're not disingenuous trolls, which there's sure. some, but I, I really have a lot of love for these people. Yeah. And so I, I have like, uh, you know, I feel your pain. It's like, I, you know, if I didn't have a big following and all these projects going, then I would be uh, sitting there complaining just like they are because right. I totally understand. And, well, and so well, it's and, a tough situation. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to be contentious with the guy. I think I was a little bit bit firm, but um, the no, uh, you were perfect, man. You were perfect. That, that, that's how I would have wanted to be. I, I've I've been uh, su- working super hard this week. The company I work for is we already have a Houston office, but we're developing that and opening some more stuff here in Houston. So I've actually driven. I, and I don't drive a truck for a living. I have an office job, but I um, I do it whenever I get the opportunity because I just enjoy it and it needs to be done. We have a 20 foot box truck. The company does. And so I've driven it down here to Houston, but this is my second trip this week already. Yeah. But so it's been a, going hard this week, but, but I saw that post and, and, you know, I'm glad you, you handled it really because you did such a perfect job of using facts and being respectful. And, and I was kind of, you know, I was kind of exhausted and, and afraid I might, you know, sometimes yeah. I can get a little bit. You know, oh, I, 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 I can too. I, which that one thing when I said I didn't participate in social media, I was on political forums online, just the old uh, what uh, V Bolton, I think is what. Oh that, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, man, I uh, and there was tons of leftists on there. Was so I kind of b- before I had children, I would be on there, and it, it, you know, I like to, to talk trash, man. I like, and and it's something that I've, I have grown out of because, man, I can be scathing, you know. However, I can bob yeah. and weave, and man, I'm I'm really good with the verbal sparring, especially when you've got the the ability to kind of back up, you know, when you can erase the words you said and replace them and fine tune them. I'm really really good with that. And but what right I, you know, and he didn't say it this way, and I know he didn't intend it that way, but it almost reminds me of the 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 idea that oh, you know, America was never great. You you can't you can't disrespect and neglect. You know, when they say, you know, in history and history repeating itself, X, Y, Z, you have to remember what this country's been through. This and, and because I've said it on this podcast several times, people do get downhearted, and I get it, man. It, it, it is bad, but our country has persevered through so much worse than this. Like, the outside of the, the, the foreign influence that, that these people have, the, the being backed up by dirty, nasty, dark foreign money, I don't think to the, if the American people find find themselves i don't think that these people are that formidable of an opponent if they were they wouldn't behave in the way that they did they wouldn't be as conniving and underhanded and in um behind the scenes they are so and i, and I could name a litany of situations where they operate in darkness uh, because they're like hyenas they're 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 like coyotes they're not lions you know they're not wolves they're they're 
they don't have courage. They operate behind the scenes. They're not that formidable of an enemy when everybody's alert, paying attention, and, and do it mainly their civic duty, which, again, is, has been removed from school, so a lot of the younger people don't know what their civic obligations necessarily are. And, and, and you're right, and, and also that's part of why your message is so important because your message is not, you know, we are screwed. It, these people are weak and pathetic. We can easily beat them easily. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is have something remotely resembling a fair shot. We haven't had that. The social media companies are some of the most influential, power company, powerful companies in the history of the world, and they have been aggressively, aggressively censoring, shadow banning, and limiting speech. Uh, you know, specifically against us, like politically, not for the general good or some eccentric opinion, but specifically politically, and even more so specifically against Donald Trump. Yes. Um, one more. I don't want to spend too much time talking about the the negative aspect of. Uh, you know, true social, and I appreciate how you switched into the positive. But one more thing I do want to mention. So then after that, uh, just last night, you know, so I posted about how, like, I don't understand how we can get any kind of defeatism when we still have Trump. And then I had people saying that I'm wrong, you know, like, like that I'm the defeatist because even without Trump, we're still fine. And, you know, it's just like sometimes that stuff kind of wears on me a little bit. It's like, yeah. all right, I, I basically take the time to put together a, a more thought-out post yeah. before I post because, you know, I'm driving down the road just kind of sharing my thoughts, and now people are saying I'm the defeatist, and it's like, no, I'm not. I, I'm the farthest thing from the defeatist that yeah. ever walked this planet. I mean, and I think people could could easily, I mean, be an objective look look at at uh, one man like that's one guy, and you know that Trump's got a reputation, in, you know, for bombast and probably being egotistical, and I've even heard him called a, a megalomaniac, and, and some some there might be some semblance of truth to, to all those uh, monikers, but that guy was put under more duress than any one individual that I've that I, I know of in my lifetime, and still persevered and still succeeded. If you can't take inspiration from that. I, I don't know what you could, but thanks so much. Real honor to be here. Like I mentioned earlier, I've been listening to you guys a little bit and I'm super impressed with the show and I hope that, you know, we can uh, talk again sometime. I, oh, I'm absolutely. Happy. So the book is called be proud and fly your flag. Um, the illustrator is truly incredible man with about 30, 40 years of the illustration experience. And I was lucky to find him, but, but I wrote this book, because I wanted to honor my grandfather, for one thing. My my grandfather's going to be 88 years old on July 13th. And, you know, the, the education system in America is is just not up to, to par. It's not up to my standard. Uh, some of the things that we see going on at school, you know, it, it it's hard to even watch. So I wanted to take a stand, and I started putting some thoughts together, and it came together in this book, uh, Be Proud and Fly your flag is the message that I'm trying to send, but I, I wanted to tell you a little bit about it and like give people an idea of what it really is. Okay, so it's a it's a simple story of a grandfather chatting with his grandson about why America is such a great country. So the grandson sees the grandfather raising the flag and they salute together, and then he asks him why they do that. The grandfather asks why would they salute the flag. And the, and the grandson starts out with, you know, because we have freedom. And he says, you're exactly right. And then he goes into it. So 
talk about religious freedom as the number one reason to be proud and fly your flag. We talk about American independence as the number two. The number three reason is George Washington. The number four is the Bill of Rights. The number five is Donald Trump's accomplishments. And then we have free markets, advanced infrastructure, and GDP. A fun fact um, right here is that America has the most miles of roads of any country in the world, and we also have the most miles of railroads of any country in the world. And I learned that while I was researching all of our advanced infrastructure. Um, the next one is American innovations and inventions that change the world. So inventions is a fun one. It's something I've studied for a long time. Um, it's fun just because, like, when you really research stuff, there are so many different countries that try to claim that they invented so many things. Uh, but this is an easy, easy one for America because we invented so many of the most significant things, like the airplane and the cell phone. Uh, the next one is running into the fire. The next one is American heroes. So the number eight reason to be proud and fly your flag is American heroes. So in this chapter, we talk about the heroes of the military first and foremost. And then we talk about the firemen, police, and EMTs that rush into the fire. That's, that's always something that really affected me. Uh, on 9-11, I was a freshman in college. Um, I, I don't want to get off into that story too much. But sometimes I reflect on how much different things are now because, you know, we through 9-11, we didn't have any college canceled. Now they just do it for coronavirus. Um, but I've always been really inspired and just moved by the way that like there are people standing by and when there's disaster, when there's fire and danger, there are people that run at that. Okay. That, that is something that, uh, that I really resonate with. And I just think that's just amazing that the reason that so many people are able to live peacefully is because they are, there are people right now at the ready to ready to run at the fire, no matter what it is. Amen. The ninth reason to be proud and fly your flag is the moon landing. This one will definitely fire some folks up on True Social. Um, I love talking about the moon landing. I enjoy the controversy a little bit. Um, I What I do to people that don't believe that we landed on the moon is I ask them how many times they think the story is that we landed on the moon. Because what I found is that people that don't believe the moon landing is real don't understand that it happened six times, meaning that they think it was like a one-off thing that was fake. In reality, uh, the United States of America landed six independent crewed missions to the moon, six separate missions. So we landed on the moon six separate times and planted a flag each time. The first one, was knocked over by the lunar rover because they planted it too closely to it whenever they, you know, their first go at it. But you can see there's a there's a device called the Lunar Orbiter, LRO. And with this, it's basically a satellite. With this satellite that circles the moon and maps it, you can see five of the flags that were planted still flying. So, you know, I, I don't try to hit people too hard with that on truth, but I do get a kick out of that yeah. controversy, um, you know, and I also try to be kind in the way I communicate because, you know, I don't have some kind of secret fact that makes my opinion uh, somehow superior to other people. But, you know, it's the moon landing. I, I feel like 
generally speaking, these are some of the easiest arguments that I've ever had with people just because they, they just, they use silly arguments in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's an, I think it's important. I think the reason that it's attacked is because it is the precipice of American exceptionalism. I think there's nothing that symbolizes American dominance and America's peak success more than that moon landing. I mean, we did something that no one else could do, period. It's engineering capability. It's intelligence. And, it, and it's, I, I think it's just a huge, huge, huge thing. I know a Not lot to mention about courage. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I actually skipped it on accident. But uh, on the heroes one, we go straight into NASA before we actually get to number nine in the moon, because that's a big, huge point you're making. Apollo 1, we lost three astronauts on on the runway. They didn't even launch, and, and we lost three astronauts. And then famously, we have the space shuttle uh, disasters where we, we lost both astronauts and people that weren't even astronauts. We had teachers on those missions. Mm-hmm. So, so it takes extreme courage, extreme bravery to do these things. And, you know, I, I think that these people need honored, and, and I don't accept, you know, them being dishonored by saying that they didn't do the great things that they did. Um, yeah, I think the moon landing is, is attacked as fake because it's such a symbol of American greatness. That's what I think, and I think that we're going to go back to the moon. We're going to land a man on the moon within four years right now. That's what I believe. Awesome. And, I, and at some point in our lives, there won't be people that can say the moon landing is fake, I think. Yeah. No, that, that's, uh, that's a great point as far as the, the reason they would try to tear that, that down, like so many other things that, that, it, that again, like uh, there's there's nothing I can really add to that. I mean, No, that's, that's uh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I kind of thought that it is, you know, arbitrary nonsense the way they would attack that just for whatever reason, because perhaps it was trendy. I don't know. But yeah, that, that the man, you can absolutely file that in because but it, when and when you're talking about the people running into the I mean, how many times Buford have you heard yeah. me talk about that, man, when there's people like you said, standing at the ready to, and they did, man. And I like I, said, I don't like to talk about it too much because I don't I don't like choke up. But man, the, the, the things that happened on 9-11, the people that, that died charge in that building man it's yeah it's just absolutely magnificent when people you know like uh you know uh colin kaepernick obviously and, and the people or organizations factions like like blm and a lot of things that these politicians say it, it does disgrace people's service it and do what what the things that make our country whole the things that make it good and so it, it looks like uh, you've got all that stuff covered in here, though. Yeah, that is that is awesome. So, and I just want to say I love what you just said. I mean, it's wild talking to you. You're so good at this. Like, you know, I wrote the book, but you almost just explained it better than I could. That was really good and right on the money. Uh, the number ten one, the last one, it, it's uh, really kind of emotional. But I try to bring it all together, and, and I'm just I, I touch on like what the history of flags is, like what flags are, you know, because the point is, it's like. You know, it's a symbol of freedom. It's a sign of strength, freedom for all, strength, and hope is, is the way I explain it. But I talk about it as something to build around, right? It's what who social is for us. And it's what Donald Trump is, too. He's our flag. He, the, the world is, is complicated. It's compartmentalized, and it's muddy. But with, with Trump, with true social, we have these, these loud proud things that help organize our people. Uh, it's, it's exactly how we found each other. 
And it's exactly how I found my illustrator. And it's also how I found my web guy who built my incredible website, beproudofflyyourside.com. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're on the right path right now because we, we finally have a fighting chance. True. I mean, and, and I believe exactly what you believe. I believe these people have no chance. What's not even close. These people are all, you know, they're all like private school. Uh, they're politician daddies got them these jobs. You know, Pete Buttigieg is the best example. I heard you guys talking about him the other night. But he knows nothing. He has nothing. He has no reason to be the the situation he's in. I mean, he, he went from college to being a mayor, and now he's the head of transportation for the country during a supply chain crisis. And he's on maternity leave. It's like, is this a movie? Dude, <laughs> you got it, man. Like, and if you don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> and that's, yeah, man, it's... It, it's bananas, dude. I don't, I don't know. But one of the, one of the things, and, and you had mentioned in some of our discussions, you know, that uh, you had wrestled with Johnny Hendricks and you, you wrestled uh, in, in high school. And that's, you know, I've been a fan of the UFC. Uh, but like I said before, man, back in the Tito Ortiz days, he was one of my favorites. So it goes back to the, the very late 90s, early 2000s. And man, like the... Is it like that he's such a great patriot too? Oh, absolutely, man. But, you know, the Brazilians, obviously, man, are like so... Have, have so much pride in their country. And Brazilians, man, just Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. And, you know, and... and um, so right now, I don't know how familiar you are, but like Kamaro Usman's the 170-pound champion. And uh, he's... Uh, his family's Nigerian, but... You know, uh, obviously George St. Pierre, he was adored globally. But um, well, let me jump in. Let me jump in. Sure. And talk about that. Real quick. Okay, so I was there when George St. Pierre fought Johnny Hendricks. I talked to Johnny's dad before the fight uh-huh. and watched that fight. Uh, you know, if anyone wants to go back and watch that video, that is one of the most extreme ass whoopings that has ever happened on this planet. Yeah. Not just in UFC. Johnny Hendricks beat the snot oh yeah 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 that that was a uh yeah he and he he went on his humongous or his long-term hiatus after that i mean he retired he yeah. literally retired but like long term he's he's still on that hiatus oh well no he came back he uh he came back and got the belt from michael bisping and then quit again okay uh, but come on that's yeah well you sure but um if, I'll go fight Michael Bisping. I'm not saying I'll beat him for sure, but I'll do it. <laughs> Give him the belt, and I'll go fight him. I love it. Um, but don't know no, the the sounds like we have a new podcast here. Yeah, <laughs> but no, the, the people. But I'm like, kind of I'm kind of seeing something yeah. here. No, Americans don't seem to coalesce around, and you see it sometimes, but. Um, I think that we're more universal in, in our fandom, and like it's almost as if it's taboo to um, to to um, be patriotic. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's taboo to be patriotic, and in so many facets. And like I said, I kind of, like haven't watched the UFC all these years. That kind of manifests itself that way. Sometimes you'll see, you know, the crowd chant USA, and I know when Donald Trump enters the building, they go haywire. Um, Everybody despite, does, no despite, matter which side you're on. Right. So, well, the people. I think that Donald Trump's. By and large, I think the country loves Donald Trump. I don't yeah. care what the media says. If if they didn't, the media wouldn't have to do what they do. But it's just like like you said, I think it's taboo to to be patriotic, and that's why this book is a great thing. So these young people start to see. And man, I remember just from kindergarten on having to say the 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 Pledge of Allegiance every day. I, and obviously, I, I have two young ones, but they're they're uh, homeschooled and. That, and that's what I was telling my wife the other day. We've we've got to get them there to the point now that it's it's time to start saying the pledge every day before I walk out the door to go to work. So, oh, so they'll awesome. know they have yeah. to be raised the way we were raised in that aspect. Yeah, that's awesome. My kids go to a private school and they have to say the pledge there. 
I don't know if they do in the public school anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. It's interesting to see how everything has switched so much. Where like used to, I mean, at least where I come from, it's like the private school kids were always like the super rich families that, you know, they in reality, they were out of touch with reality. And then now it's like the public schools are a total disaster. And it's like, I would never, I would never do that to anyone. Well, yeah. Well, they have those private schools around here, but my kids don't go to them. My, no, my, the, the, private school that my kids go to is is completely different it's a very conservative yeah christian awesome. school which uh matthias you there's we did uh an interview with one of the women's if you've heard of that faction undercover mothers and there's there's some not so great there's some really terrible things going on in the private schools where they've been infected as well under an accreditation system that's just mind-boggling and like that's that's a whole other subject we probably can't get into no. for time constraints but yeah. man it's it's fascinating sure. no. I had a couple of things I want to say. So just because sure. you mentioned wrestling, I just wanted to talk about it for a second. So I am the first, I'm the, first of all, I'm a second generation state champion. My dad was a state champion wrestler in, from Oklahoma. And, and I was the first ever undefeated state champion from the hometown of Garth Brooks. I just like to tell people that because it's kind of a funny thing. Yeah. But I'm from Yukon, Oklahoma. It's a six-day school in Oklahoma. Um, I graduated in 2001. Uh, I was undefeated, won all my matches. I, to be fair, though, I wrestled Johnny the year before. Um, but Johnny's he's my age, but he's a year behind me in school. When he was a senior, he wrestled my little brother in the state finals yeah. and again won. So he's Johnny Henderson's unbelievable and so much tougher than people realize that only know him from USC. He's also a two or three time national champion mm-hmm. at OSU. Um, but anyway, I, I signed a scholarship to go wrestle at OU and got injured in that first semester, which is, the same time we had 9-11. So I had a, a career-ending injury, 9-11, and my wisdom teeth pulled in the same semester of college and, you know, got no kinds of any kind of, you know, canceled classes. And, and obviously I wouldn't want that, but it's just I noticed that something I noticed about corona is they were, like, giving out AIDS to all the college kids. And, you know, it's just another thing to see with the letdown of the academic system. Uh, but I, I am also super inspired to see all the super intelligent people that are fighting back. Um, there's a school that everyone should know about called the Acton Academy. That's a K through 12 private school. It's an extraordinary program. They used to offer master's degrees, and I went through the Jordan Peterson Fellowship wow. that they did with this Acton um, University. They call it Acton University when it's the master's degree level. But their main thing really is the K through 12 system. And it's built out, um, it's still in its growing phase, but it's built out worldwide. So I, I strongly recommend everyone to look into that. Um, I think it's a really legit system. It's very conservative, it's very patriotic. In fact, I got one of the most patriotic documents that I've ever seen from them. That's just an extraordinary uh, telling of like the, the Declaration of Independence and the ideas and energy around that and and why it's almost like a one pager of my book like it's a it's a un, uh, really extraordinary example of it but but i think there's a lot of good things coming uh jordan peterson himself is also working in this space he famously left academia after teaching at harvard university and the university of toronto and and on his way out he said what an extraordinarily corrupt enterprise that's what he said about the academic system, and I feel strongly, uh, I agree with that strongly, that it's an extraordinarily corrupt enterprise, that it's, you know, it's 
more or less this is something that needs a lot of attention. They're they're wasting money by the trillions and they're teaching people stuff that's damaging to themselves and the country to build his university. And I'm I'm so excited about it all because you know, with the new technology, these guys are able to reach so many people. And then lastly, Peter Thiel is someone that everyone should know. I don't understand why they don't. I feel like Peter Thiel is the most underestimated person maybe in this planet, but definitely for us, for us, for our movement. No, I don't understand why he's such a secret, but Peter Thiel uh, is Elon Musk's co-founder on PayPal. In fact, they had competing companies, and because they're Stanford geniuses, they realized that they would be much wealthier if they partnered up and did it together. So that's what they did. They joined their companies, and those two guys started PayPal. And I'm, you know, I, I'm a big, pretty big fan of Elon, to be honest. So I'm not saying he like, you know, got a, an unfair deal because I think Elon deserves all of his limelight. He's extraordinary. But somehow, because of Elon um, being so so popular, that people miss out on Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel is a great conservative. He, he's an he, he's a Stanford educated, extremely intelligent, extremely plugged into the tech, and he's extremely patriotic. So uh, that's just another thing I, I, I want people to know about, you know, these people that matter, that are really helping us build this world that we want to live in. Um, you know, just like we kind of talked about at the beginning, we're all, we're all, we all want this to work. And so anytime I can find something that's really good, like your podcast and like what those guys are doing, I'm always looking for an opportunity to tell more people about sure. it. And, and Peter Thiel had a, he was an, advi an advisor to Trump. He wasn't actually part of the administration, right? I think. No, no. I know what he was he part of the administration. I think and, and I think not, he was, was an advisor early on, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'm early on. I was going to say I'm not even really suggesting that he was a heavy advisor. Uh, um, Ambassador Grinnell, I consider a heavy advisor, and he's also it, it, he at least takes up for Peter Thiel. I don't know how tight they are, but I, I see him recently defending him aggressively, and that really fired me up. That's why I was uh, sharing his post the other night. Because I just, you know, it, it, it's so incredible, and, and I feel like you touched on it at the beginning, but it's like we've never had this, and now we have a chance. Now we have yes. social, now we have real things happening. I mean, it's, it's just so exciting for me to watch, and, I, and it's like you said, these people don't stand a chance. No. They don't stand a chance, and so we are going to win, and all we need is people to believe that we are and that we can, and then we are going to. And, and so part of my mission is, at least in this phase, is to make sure people don't get down. You know, I want to light the fire of freedom. I want to get everyone excited. I want to bring everyone into that awakening of what you said, that these people don't stand a chance against us. And then if things work out, so I have some other plans too. So I just want to mention before we do get off here that all of those, each of those 10 things is its own book, uh, coming over the next year that's so what i was going to ask it says book one of 11 and that's that yeah. was i was going to try to ask you about that before we we wrapped up was what are the other books coming yeah so we're going to get them out just as soon as they can the biggest holdup is going to be the illustration but in order to get them faster what we're going to do is so this first book is the flagship book it is the main message it's a big beautiful hardback book Okay, but these next 10 are going to be very, very well illustrated and very beautiful books, but they're going to be slightly smaller and they're going to be paperback and they're going to be half price as well. And so 
the goal is that we can get them out faster. I, I'm reluctant to, to try and say a time right now. Um, I can tell you that working overtime and it took at least two months to illustrate this book, if not a little bit longer. And so while I'd love to put one out every month, that isn't going to happen. And if the illustrator wasn't so extraordinarily talented, then we would, you know, we would entertain other options to get it done faster. But, you know, this is, you know, this is a relationship that's working out very well. Uh, I really like this guy and he really likes working on this project. So we're going to kind of do it at his pace. Um, and in the meantime, I may do some other books. Where, where can people find that book again? Be proud and fly your flag.com is the best place that you're going to want to find it right now. The only thing you can do is sign up for our mailing list, but we hope to have that book available for sale by 4th of July, Independence Day. Yeah, yeah and I have that website pulled up now. I see where you can do that. And what uh, do you have a cost on that book yet? The book is going to be nineteen ninety nine. Okay, and you say it's hardback, and yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so can't beat that. I look forward to getting some of those. For sure. Subway. Yeah, I have I have quite a few kids. Where can uh, where can people find you anywhere on social media? That's going to be the best place. It's True Social. So Heartland underscore Matthias at True Social. And if anyone wants to talk about buying bulk books or getting a pre-order or any type of business inquiries, I wouldn't mind taking an email at heartland underscore messiah at reagan.com, R-E-A-G-A-N.com. Awesome. Well, dude, I greatly well, appreciate one, it. One more thing I want to mention, sorry to, to keep going here. All good. But as part of the process of publishing these 11 books, what we're doing is we've created, and I've already incorporated it into an LLC, but I've got Little Patriots Press. So I've got littlepatriotspress.com.org.net. I just haven't had the opportunity to build that website out yet because we're still so focused on book one here. But within the next six weeks, that will kind of tell this whole story about this phase of the project and you know what these books are and what the purpose of them is and you know how everyone can can share them with others awesome dude awesome well you're gonna be welcome back here anytime man i've greatly greatly enjoyed it and i could i could talk forever so and and uh, it sounds like you're no slouch of it either so but, uh, so we'll definitely have to have <laughs> you back I on say that i didn't know this would happen like i kind of did after i listened to your show but i was like oh dear oh dear what is it going to be like <laughs> and as soon as i listened to your show i was like oh man these these are my guys like, yeah. yeah i've been looking forward to it ever since then and and not worried about it at all yeah i do that we're going to try and do some Trump posters, uh, 350 limited edition prints of that Trump pick that I uh, yeah. that I posted. Yeah. Um, and then we're also going to try to animate the story. So the, again, it's because this illustrator is so extraordinarily talented that it's 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 an easy adaptation from the way he's done the illustrations digitally already. Uh, so yeah, we're going to try and animate this this story. It should be about a 20 minute long animated video. And um, I'm excited to share that with everyone once we get that done. I expect that will take about 60 days. Man, that's going to awesome. be awesome. Look dude. forward to it. Yeah, we'll have you on for an update maybe right after the book comes out or something. Sounds great. And if you please do reach out for me. Thanks for everything that you do to make this happen. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Right, thanks. Take care. Bye.